We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. To the award-winning Roadwire Fantasy Basketball Podcast, sponsored by DraftKings. It is Friday, March 9th, 2018. DJ Trainer here, joined by Shannon McEwen and Ken K. Train Kreitz. All aboard! Oh yeah, good to hear that whistle after a couple weeks away. This podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. Feel free to leave a nice review on one of those venues. You know that we'd love to have it. You can also find this podcast and all of our Rotowire podcasts directly on rotowire.com. Synopsis of the show here. Like we have done all season long, we'll go over some top news led by K-Train. Broad topic of the day, late season strategy. We've got four different grab bag points here that we want to go over. Most importantly, be stubborn. Don't think you're out of it. And we're going to give you some tips and some strategies for how to press uh, the final quarter, even less than the quarter of the season, so you can vault up the standings and make a late season push. Ken will give us his old man rant, and then we'll finish up per usual with our Friday DraftKings picks. K-Train, get us started here. Well, uh, news last night and later this morning that Steph Curry indeed is going to miss the two-game road trip for the Warriors. Mark Spears and others reporting on that. Uh, And from a DFS standpoint, we'll touch on that later, but certainly more scoring falling to Kevin Durant. Uh, gentlemen, uh, I assume this is just the Warriors playing it safe, resting everyone, getting ready for the playoff run. Have they? You think they've given up on catching Houston? 
kind of kind of seems like i mean dream on green even came out and said as much uh or at least that they're not they're not worried about the number one seed uh so so yeah yeah i would say they they're kind of conceded to that and just just they're going to try to be healthy which is probably the smart play so yeah i agree with that that you know why are they gonna bust themselves for something that ultimately doesn't matter they can completely handle the rockets in five games maybe even four games and certainly in six games when it comes down to it right we want to hope and believe that that's not the case and the rockets will push them and home court will matter in that series but come on we're talking about the best team of all time (laughs) that that all said Curry has a history of ankle issues. Uh, let's not forget that he once was a Nike guy, um, and these Nike shoes, you know, just, you know, he kept rolling his ankle in them. He was flying out to Oregon between games, trying to get it all figured out. Ultimately, he moves over to Under Armour, changes the, the gain in his walk and all this different stuff, and, and he's better. But there was a good stretch where the Warriors and NBA you know, fans uh, across the world were skeptical that Curry was actually going to make it as an NBAer. He was kind of labeled as the next Brandon Roy, where he had all this amazing talent. But we wondered if injuries and ankles specifically would get the best of him. So I would say that the Warriors fan base and the Warriors franchise should be on high alert. I mean, if they shut him down for the rest of the regular season, you know that 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 certainly has had not been thrown out there. But I don't see why not. They can use the first and second rounds of the Western Conference playoffs to get him running, and they'll be perfectly fine going into the the uh, conference finals and the overall finals. Yeah, I mean, right. we're only we're only projecting him to play in thirteen more games the rest of the way. Um, you know, the that means he's sitting four of the last seventeen for Golden State. So it's it's just something to keep in mind and keep an eye on if you do roster him. Very interesting. Very interesting. Uh, in Orlando, Aaron Gordon is officially in the concussion protocol due to Wednesday night's collision with Julius Randle. Uh, this is his second concussion of the season. He's out tonight uh, with no return date. Got to believe there's some fantasy gems uh, on that Magic roster DFS-wise without Gordon around, right, gentlemen? It's a me, a Mario. <laughs> Mario, molto bene. Yeah. Bravissimo. It's it's time to get the, the Hazonia on you. You got to do it. <laughs> there you go. This is your guy. That's I mean, my guy. I mean, he's been we playing well. We should open a club with that name. <laughs> I mean, yeah, so, Hazonia was great earlier when, when uh, Aaron Gordon was out, so you just got to expect him to pick up the slack again now. Um, you know, it remains to be seen how long Gordon, Gordon will miss, but, you know, given the Magic's – uh, given where they are in the standings and the fact that they're one of you know they're part of Tankapalooza mm-hmm. 2018, yeah. you gotta you gotta figure they're gonna take their time and hold them out as long as they possibly can. Yeah, I don't want to. Mario your- not shy about shooting either. Once he gets that opportunity, he's gonna hoist it. Especially and Fournier's out as well. So, uh, yeah, injuries and Tankapalooza. Sorry, DJ, what were you going to say? Well, I would say that Shannon is totally right that Hazonia was great when Gordon was out earlier this season, but the one factor here that we're not haven't said yet is that Jonathan Isaac is back from his long stint uh, on the bench with an injury, and Isaac has only played about 17 minutes per game the last four games and has done pretty much nothing when it comes to fantasy. Uh, but, you know, he's still eating up minutes on the court that maybe that would, could go to Hazonia if Isaac was on the bench. So 
the injury to Fournier still opens things up for his own. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, Fournier is locked into a bigger, long, longer term contract. So with Tankapalooza in mind, we could see a scenario where both his and Isaac get minutes uh, with Gordon out. And even when Gordon returns, both those guys could be late season gems. Yeah, definitely. You know, on, on, go, oh, ahead, go ahead, Jim. I was just going to say, gentlemen, on a side note on Isaac, any concern that he's a much skinnier Bismarck Biombo, or do you see up? Do you see him significantly improving his offensive game? I know he's only like twelve years old. Yeah, exactly. He, he <laughs> he's nineteen. He can block shots. He can get steals. He can hit threes. Uh, he's very young, very raw. Um, he bas- he projects as a small forward. He's not like a center. He's going to end up being a small forward. He's a 6'11 small forward. He's a freak. He's going to be, I actually, I'm still very high on him. You know, even though he, he hasn't held much overall fantasy value since he returned four games ago, he's averaging one and a half steals and one and a half blocks over that stretch. So, I mean, he has the body of a letter opener. <laughs> so, did, so did guys like Tayshawn Prince. I mean, there's plenty of dudes yeah. who, who have been like that. So, it, I think Isaac has tremendous fantasy value in a couple of years. Um, you know, possibly as soon as next year, he'll start getting significant run in the immediate future. Like even if he gets inserted in the starting lineup, uh, he's probably going to be on a minutes cap. Mm-hmm. You know, I would he ever, I don't even know if he has enough time to see over 30 minutes a no, game this season. I don't season. think so. So, I mean, but that'll probably bump up to 25 to 28 minutes sometime soon. Uh, I still think Hazonia is the play and he's probably available in a lot of leagues given that his production has dropped off since Gordon and Vooch both returned to the lineup. I just got an instant message from Victor Oladipo's agent saying the magic will never properly develop him. There you go. <laughs> that, fair enough. I believe that, even though you're, you're lying through your teeth there. Uh, all right, next news item, more injuries. Anthony Davis with his Wednesday ankle injury, uh, very likely out for tonight. Can 35-year-old Emeka Okafor play 35 minutes tonight? He might need to. No Boogie, no Anthony Davis. Uh, but seriously, though, can Holiday and Nicolo carry the load tonight versus Washington? I think the easy answer here is no. <laughs> There's just no way that that's possible, <laughs> right? But, you know, they've, they've captured Lightning in a bottle over the last 12 games or whatever their winning streak is now. Um, I mean, that was all because of Anthony Davis, just like close to 90% Anthony Davis. And yes, Drew Holiday has been playing well, and all these role players have been doing a very, very good job. But the fact that Emeka Okafor is in the lineup at all is more so because Anthony Davis does not want to be a center. Um, And so if Davis is out, they're not really beholden to having a true center next to Davis. So I'm not even sure that he's going to see as much playing time as he would when Anthony Davis is healthy. So how how about that, Ken? During during the Pelicans current 10 game win streak Drew Holiday is averaging 25 4.6 8.5 assists 1.5 steals and 1.5 threes he has essentially been a top 15 fantasy player over this 10 game stretch and he's going to be just a ridiculous ridiculous option in the short term while Davis is out uh Nikolai uh, Miritich is the other guy who I really really like for tonight uh, Oak four will see more run, but it, it so. is he'll see more run tonight. Yeah, sure. I, I mean, I, I don't think I'm not very high on picking him in many fantasy in, in DFS, um, but he's probably going to get enough blocks and rebounds to, to hold some value. Um, and the other guy is Rondo. I mean, Rondo's really stepped up his play during this 10 game win streak, too. Uh, so I, I would go with him as well. J- jumping ahead to uh, 
our DFS advice. I feel like my my picks are all based on the news we just read. Uh, Nicola is at seven thousand on DraftKings tonight. Holiday eighty five hundred. All right, uh, last news. Oh, you got them both in. Okay, nice. Uh, last item from the news. I don't know if you guys saw this, but an ugly fall from the rim for Jalen Brown of the Celtics in last night's win over the T-Wolves. Kind of goes in for a straight two-handed jam, hangs a little on the rim to avoid defenders, but then his he gets his body parallel. His momentum takes him parallel to the ground, and then he loses his grip on the rim and winds up falling. It looked really horrible. Uh, upper part of his back, lower part of his head just slam into the ground. You could hear total silence uh, in the T-Wolves arena and then a huge standing ovation as he walked off. He actually looked okay. Anyway, for anyone who saw that, Brown did tweet last night uh, that he's, quote, okay, got a headache, though. Uh, so uh, I think that looked a lot worse than it turned out to be. I suspect he'll miss the next game. But uh, if you saw that in the highlights, it was pretty ugly. Yeah, as the announcer said, um, as that happened, it looked like a concussion. And that's, I mean, yeah. you could see the concussion through mm-hmm. Brown, the way Brown reacted to the hit. In the his clenched eyes, fists, everything. the kind of not yeah. moving arms. Yeah. The way his oh, eyes, yeah. the look on his face. So, I mean, my, my, my expectation is that will be the diagnosis and he'll probably miss a few games. All righty, and the Celtics did clinch playoffs with that win. They and the Raptors are clinched. Uh, not that there was any concern there. Um, all right, that's about it for news. DJ, can you tell me what's better than fantasy sports? Easy answer here, Ken. That's the future of fantasy sports, and the Fantasy Gold team is bringing you just that. Welcome to DraftDaily.com. It's crypto, it's currency, it's sports. DraftDaily.com is the new standard in the fantasy sports industry with almost non-existent fees, 100% trackable transactions, and 0% risk of chargebacks. They're taking the industry by storm, making the game we all love both safer and cheaper to play. They've brought fantasy sports, and blockchain technology together to create the ultimate user experience and platform, DraftDaily.com. On DraftDaily.com, their users can play without worry and without fees digging into their profits. DraftDaily.com is introducing cryptocurrencies to the masses. What better way to do that than to merge crypto with fantasy sports? On DraftDaily.com, you play with and win cryptocurrency. Secure your place in history. Play on DraftDaily.com today where players and the game they love are the focus. DraftDaily.com. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. If you're looking for a credit card that fits your lifestyle, look no further. U.S. Bank has credit cards that make every day rewarding, no matter what you're into. Feeling hungry? Check out the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. And get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. That'll keep your wallet and your mouth full. Big spender? The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card has a low intro APR for large purchases or balance transfers. And you call the shots with the U.S. Bank Cash Plus Visa Signature Card. Choose two categories each quarter. Earn 5% back on your first $2,000 of eligible purchases from those categories. So don't just get a credit card. Get the right card to make every day more rewarding. Cash back, merchandise, travel rewards, and low intro APRs are waiting. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from Visa USA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Gentlemen, let's get into our broad topic of the day. It's a grab bag, but the overall theme here is late season strategy for single season leagues. Let's go ahead and get into it. 
Um, start starting with Shannon and I have been talking. We usually have a twenty minute conversation every day each morning, and we talk about a wide array of topics. Uh, but the theme of this week's topic has been Shannon's stubbornness, right? In that all the leagues we're in together, Ken, he refuses mm-hmm. to believe that he won't win first place. And, and that's I like it. Thing. Even even in the keeper league. Well, not the keeper league. We're just talking about single season leagues that we're in. Um, And I think that's a good thing. And so I want Shannon to talk on his stubbornness and why it is a positive when you're playing fantasy sports, especially in the final quarter of this basketball season. Well, I think what most people feel this time of year is that the NBA season's almost done. You know, wherever you are in your current standings, that's where you're going to finish. But there's still over 20% of the season to go. I mean, a fifth of the season still remains. So if you're sitting in fifth, sixth place, you might be looking at it and think, I'm out. There's no way I'm going to be able to crack into the top three and win some money. But I, I don't look at it that way at all in any leagues. I've had too many, too many scenarios where I've been in seventh or eighth, sixth, seventh, eighth place, and I've been able to crawl back up. Because this late in the season, too, there could be dead teams. Um, but, but the trick is, is really taking a, taking a close look at the overall standings seeing where you are uh, in each category. You know, this specifically for rotisserie leagues. You look at where you are for each category and you identify which categories you can make significant games. So maybe maybe you're in eighth or ninth place in three-pointers, but the difference between you and the third-place guy isn't that much. You can make up some difference there, maybe even catch them. What do you do? You stack your team with three-point shooting for the rest of the season. So that that's something we need to look at here. Is this? Do you guys ever do this in any of your leagues? Yeah, most definitely. It's something I look at. Um, it always bears mentioning, um, since we're talking to people who want to know more about fantasy sports, is that the easy answer is that you just you just have to dig into the numbers. You know, we always get questions on Twitter via email that you know should I pick up this guy? Should I pick up that guy? And especially this late in the season, we need to look at the exact numbers of your league to know if a pickup makes sense, unless it's somebody coming into massive amounts of playing time, which doesn't really happen necessarily uh, over the last couple of weeks of the season per se. So um, you know, it really comes down to categories. Yes, it's something I look at, um, and that's the trouble with giving blanket fantasy advice this time of year is that you really have to look not only at the overall numbers but the specific category numbers above and below. So that that. That's leading into Shannon's stubbornness. Uh, now let's talk specifically. Well, let me oh, add to Shannon's yeah. reasons for hope, too, is, yeah, there's 20% of the season left, but I'd probably also call it the most radical 20% yeah. of the season, meaning you got, you're going to have some you know, um, NBA teams that don't have much to play for and obviously benching guys a lot. So you, that translates to some fantasy, loaded fantasy teams, but suddenly their guys aren't getting the minutes they used to be getting during the season. So yeah. you also have guys in your fantasy league who have given up. And so you can easily sneak by them in certain categories. Shannon's point, especially about if you're in five, six, or seven and weaseling your way into third place for the money, it's awesome. It's totally accurate because... This is when the most stuff is in flux. So, and yeah, the last thing I'll say here um, before Shannon talks specifically about what categories he thinks are easy to target this late in the season is that Shannon's stubbornness when it comes to this is, is based 
in past history that he's had where he's seen himself vault up from the middle tier to the top Benjamin. because uh, not only, like Ken said, uh, is, is the on-court performance so radically different um, than the rest of this season, but also the fantasy owners within your league just trail off. They think it's over, right? And so Shannon um, has, has been persistent and has seen himself jump because he's following these radical trends and leaping uh, – you know, lame duck fantasy owners. So Shannon, why don't we talk about specific categories that you think are easy to target at this point in the season? One of the easiest categories to target, uh, in my opinion, is three point, sh- three point shooters um, and three, three pointers made. I, you know, as a personal example, I'm in a 14 team expert league on Yahoo, you know, redraft league, standard rosters. I'm currently in fourth place, only six and a half points out of first. Um, I'm seventh overall in, in three-pointers made. But the difference, I have 853 three-pointers made, and the person in, in third has 908. Oh, wow. So, yeah. you know, there's only a 55, 55 three-pointer difference between me and an additional four points in the standings. I've already stacked my team with extra three-point shooters at the trade deadline. Now I'm looking at where can I target via free agency? Is there anyone else who I could pick up that can help me in that category specifically? And, and to offset and figure out who am I going to drop, you know, I'll look at other categories. Okay, I'm locked in. If I'm locked into my category, uh, my, my slot for rebounding, then I'll drop one of my rebounding guys or maybe for free throws, whatever it may be, blocks. So I'll drop those guys or not start those players who you know, help, me in, help me in categories that aren't going to make a difference. I'm already locked into that slot. And instead I'll go and I'll pick up uh, a Ben McLemore who's hitting some three pointers and getting extra playing time or, or a Alan Crabb who we we've mentioned Wayne Ellington. There's tons of tons of guys who are hitting two, two and a half, three pointers per game that you can plug into your lineup with your regular three point shooters and and really make a charge in that one category. So the, the one category, yeah, Reggie Bullock, another one, um, the one category that I think would be easiest to make a charge would be three-point shooting. But for each league and each owner, it's going to be different. Look at look at each Kyle, category. Kyle Kuzma's hitting 2.2 last 30 games, 30 days, sorry. He's starting to turn around. <laughs> no, he's he's on fire again now that uh, Brandon Ingram's out. Uh, so right. is Brooke Lopez, Lopez even, who's been down all season. He's starting to turn the corner. Um, just look, you have to look at your league. Which categories make sense? Which ones is there realistic? Is there room for you to jump three, four, five points? And once you identify that, go to the waiver wire, see who's performing lately, look at projections for the rest of the season, and, and figure out which player best fits your needs. There's a head-to-head version of this too, not necessarily for standings, but for preparing for the playoffs. Yeah. So I have a grad school league I'm in. Uh, I'm pretty much a lock for the playoffs. The team that worries me the most has the same approach I do, meaning it's an auction league. I saw point guards as way overvalued because there are turnovers as a category. So I went, I put all my money mostly in bigs. Um, But the other best team in the league is also bigs driven. So I'm picking up now a few, you know, uh, Sadoransky may be a good or bad example, depending on when Wall comes back. But uh, I'm picking up some point guard types that I was avoiding earlier uh, out of TO concerns, but now I'm focusing on those end of season matchups that I'm expecting to have. That makes sense. And DJ's got another approach for head to head as well. 
Yeah, most definitely. Right. And and this works for rotisserie too. Um, on Rotowire's website, maybe you haven't seen it before, you have to click on MBA and then go to the bottom and see all of our web pages. But we have a tool on Rotowire that says upcoming games by team for the NBA season. And you can choose the date range. So what I'm getting at here is that you can go in and enter your, your specific weeks and see how many games are played. Obviously, four games are better than two games. And that's really going to matter at the end of the season, especially if you're making a last-ditch effort in some kind of category, if you have daily pickups in head-to-head, or if you're in a roto league. So um, I did the work for you for traditional Monday through Sunday leagues. Here are the anomalies to be aware of. Um, nothing quite jumps out like the Kings playing five games last week, but nevertheless, for Monday through Sunday leagues, in three weeks, the Raptors only play two games. So we're talking March 26th to April 1st. Um, so that's something to be aware of, especially considering that you know there are other teams there playing four games, so, so double the amount of games. In four weeks, the Timberwolves, Thunder, and Kings only play two games. That's April 2nd through April 8th. And then the final week of the Monday through Sunday season, the Hawks, Hornets, Mavs, Warriors, Pacers, and Suns play one, while everybody else in the league plays two. Now, what I want to talk about briefly is it might be okay to drop somebody like Steph Curry or Kevin Durant in the final week of a season since the Warriors are only playing one game, likely to rest if, if their, their playoff spot is already made for another guy. Um, you, you're not beholden to your, your top draft picks in that final week of the season. I mean, you should not be afraid to drop everybody, especially if it means getting two games out of somebody for getting one. Of course, this is single season leagues and not dynasty, Shannon. Yeah, and w- the one week that I would really pay attention to here is that April 2nd through April 8th stretch where you have the Timberwolves, Thunder, and Kings all play only two games. That stretch for a lot of head-to-head leagues, um, I know if I were the commissioner of head-to-head league, that would be the finals, that stretch. Yeah, we would just omit the final be. two or three games of the season. Um, so if you're in a league where that is your final week and you have a bunch of Minnesota, Oklahoma City, Sacramento guys on your roster, you might want to – I'm not saying you have to drop them today, but definitely keep in mind that you're going to want to hunt on the waiver wire the, you know, before that pickup period to get, get rid of some of the fringe players like a Taj – Taj Gibson on Minnesota um, or oh man you know if you're in a deeper league and you're using Jeremy Grant from Oklahoma City uh, with the Kings Bogdanovich or, or Heald you might want to try to find one of the guys who have four games that week and you have you have a I think there's about 10 teams, you know, Hawks, Celtics, Mavs, Warriors, Pacers, Lakers, Magic, 76ers, and Raptors all have four games that week. So those are all teams that could have decent Te- options. Terry Rozier's stats really add up nicely when you add an extra two, a game or two. There and, you go. and with uh, Rozier in, in particular, I mean, based on the comments Danny, Grange, Danny Ainge had earlier this week, I wouldn't be surprised if, if uh, Kyrie sits you know, three, four, mm-hmm. four three, four, maybe five mm-hmm. more games or a season. Sounds like they're really going to be cautious with his knee. Yeah, definitely. Ken, why don't you give us our last late season strategy tip here, keeping in mind that this is just going to be an appetizer for the main course of your old man rant coming up here in just a few <laughs> minutes. Well, you got to avoid the tanking teams or at least the stars of the tanking teams. I'm not sure Robin Lopez qualifies as a star, but you know the tanking teams are going to have these mysterious ailments 
and uh, their star, their quote unquote stars, are suddenly not going to play. So you, those are ones you really got to avoid. I mean, guys, who are your favorite tankers? Well, the Chicago situation is a good one to mention, right? So the NBA essentially scared the Bulls to the point where they have reinserted <laughs> Lopez and Justin Holiday back into the lineup. Um, I'm going to touch on this when we go over our DraftKings picks. Uh, Justin Holiday played 17 minutes in his game back, but he still was like kind of viable especially if you're looking for three-pointers like we talked about so that's a tough situation where David Nwaba is somebody that I spent a lot of free agent money on um, and now his upside is curbed because Justin Holiday will be back um, that being said you can find Justin Holiday on a lot of waiver wires right now and even at 20 minutes per game he might be worth it because he usually goes out there gets a steal and three three-pointers per game even in just 20 minutes Am, am I the and Shannon, only... the, the Pistons have lost four in a row. Are they tanking? Oh, oh hey. <laughs> no, they're just stanking. <laughs> well, I cut you off, though. What were you going to say, sir? They're just stanking, man. They're just bad. No, no, no. I'm sorry. Before before, before I was rude about I, the Pistons. You know, the yes. Bulls thing, I, and I'm sure Ken will touch on this a little bit with his rant, but the Bulls thing doesn't make sense to me because Robin Lopez and Holiday aren't even good. Like they're, I think I think the team's actually better by playing Portis With Felicio? and Nwaba more. Like, not Felicio. Felicio? No, yeah, yeah, <laughs> not right, not right. him. No. Yeah. <laughs> but but Portis and and Nwaba are make that team better the more men say Portis so. for sure. I mean, there is a ceiling they haven't approached yet with Portis. Um, the flip side of that, of course, is hey. Everyone's worried about the tanking teams, but there's an awesome situation out west where you have eight teams. I think they're only separated by three or four games, competing for six spots, home field, home field, and uh, home court in the first round. Uh, everything's kind of up for grabs in these eight teams. The Spurs, who a couple months ago were a lock uh, for the first time in 14 years, lost four home games in a row recently. Um, everything's wide open in the West. So I think uh, even a team like the Spurs, who traditionally do absurdly rest guys, I'm not sure they're able to do that uh, if they want they want things to work. Right. It should be more stable um, as we're looking at fantasy considerations moving forward. Nick and I touched on that a little bit last week while you guys were gone. Uh, Trailblazers and Pelicans are the third and fourth seed in the Western Conference. I just have a hard time believing it's going to stay like that, <laughs> just based on pedigree. Um, so you're right, Ken. Um, we're going to have maybe more stability than we've ever had in these final couple weeks of the season, which will be nice for fantasy goers. But like you guys have rightly mentioned, there's still those tankers out there. There's still those teams like Boston who might rest uh, their star players. So, Ken, why don't you take a breath here, get ready for your old man rant while I tell our listeners about our new DraftKings subscription promo. We have a special offer for Rotowire podcast listeners, courtesy of DraftKings. We're Ain't offering that. a free six-month Rotowire subscription to new DraftKings users. Here's how to take advantage of this offer. First, you create a DraftKings account and make your first deposit of at least $10. <coughs> then you get a six-month Rotowire membership free. <coughs> Also, you receive a free $3 ticket for a one-day fantasy sports contest deposited into your account. And then, of course, you play for a shot at winning big cash prizes. All you have to do is visit DraftKings.com forward slash RotoWire 2018 to sign up and claim your free subscription today. One more time, it's a long one. Visit DraftKings.com forward slash RotoWire 2018 to sign up and claim your free subscription today. Ken, K-Train, Kreitz, the floor is yours. Uh, tanking. 
I hate tanking, even though I know it is a way for teams to get better. There are other ways, as Danny Ainge has proven, but it is a way to get better. And the main, the main reason I hate it is the average ticket price is roughly $89 for an NBA game. So how many atrocious, god-awful games did Philly fans have to play, pay, pay for during that whole process thing? You know, Wednesday, I watched a little of the Bulls versus Grizzlies, which was a duel in ineptitude with each team trying to lose. It wasn't pretty. There was absolutely no defense, and Robin Lopez didn't play just because. That's what they should have put in the, in the box score, just, just because. The NBA is trying to stop teams from admitting they are tanking, fining Mark Cuban $600,000 for admitting that Dallas is doing it. But why are, why are we fining folks for being honest? How about instead passing rules that actually demotivate actual tanking? For instance, you want to stop tanking? Divide the TV revenues based on regular season records. That would stop it instantly. You know, you could still improve the lottery rules uh, in, for the draft. That would that would uh, demotivate tanking as well. And finally, how about forcing teams with losing records to lower ticket prices or hand out free food and drink vouchers in the stadium? I think Shannon DJ and I could use some free food and drink vouchers. Right, guys? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> give, give me all your free food. Hiding the truth never works, Adam Silver. You are a progressive commissioner. Make some bold changes. Ah, and that is my old man rant of the day. I, I want to weigh in a little bit more on oh, this thing. Oh, here we thing. go. Because I actually, I one, they are changing. The draft rules and lottery rules have changed for starting next year for the 2019 lottery. So, like, the top three teams all have an equal chance. They get in top pick. It's like four, 14% instead of the, the weighted 26, 19, 13, whatever it is right now. So, every team's going to have a better chance at getting the number one overall pick that, that's in the lottery. Um, so, that's changed. That should, that should help things some. Um, but I actually don't view what the Bulls are doing as tanking. Now, when you have legitimate young players that you need to get out there Give them some seasoning. See how they perform. You need to evaluate them. That's that's not like legitimate tanking. That's not throwing games. Throwing games and tanking, or and throwing games, tanking, or building for the future are different things in my my mind. And I have absolutely no qualms with what the Bulls have done. And I think it's dumb that the NBA is forcing them to play Lopez and Holiday. Lopez and Holiday have no future on that team. They aren't. They aren't that good of NBA players to begin with. They aren't bringing p- people in to the stands to watch. No one, no one has ever gone to an NBA game to watch one of those two players. So it makes no sense. Mascot haters. Mascot haters no are sense. big Robin Lopez fans. <laughs> That's the only reason. <laughs> but, how, but, but Shannon, I mean, I actually, I agree 50% with your logic, but here's what I don't get. They could have traded Lopez and Holiday for a bag of balls at the trade deadline. Like, like it's not like the desire to play to find out about guys like Felicio has changed. They knew they needed to do that anyway. So why not move those guys? I think they tried to, and they either were holding out for a little bit more or just couldn't move them. In Robin Lopez's case, the dudes owed $14 million next year, yeah. a guaranteed contract. There's no one who would give up a second-round pick or zero picks for him. No one will take on that contract. It's horrible. He's, he should actually just be bought out. I mean, that, that's what they should do with a player like that, and they probably will buy him out this offseason. It's, 
the thing about and the thing about Justin Holiday is he's had a very solid year in Chicago and is legitimately a top 50 fantasy guy this year so far. He just is by no, the stats. He's not. Yes, he is. No. He has been. He he completely has been. Look at all the rankings. Mm-hmm. Um he has been up until this point. However, he he's been around the league. I mean, literally six, seven teams have had him and have realized oh, he's not going to fit in here. So it, it's nice to think, oh, you should trade him away. But he hasn't built up. He didn't build up enough trade stock um, for him to be valuable um, for other NBA teams. Just because he's been around long enough, any team could have had him two times over. So uh, with these two particular guys, you're right, Ken. It seems like maybe they should have traded him, and then just there would have been no qualms with the NBA head office there. Um, but that's not how it worked out. Would you like to correct me or? or oh yes, or I am gonna. I, I'm gonna correct. Justin Holiday is ranked 94 based on season average and 95 on totals for on Yahoo. Um, he's probably and probably in the 80s first half of the season with no yeah, Dunn, no Levine. Sure. You know, he was viable he, for the but, first. But half. But the thing is, he's he's a he's a he's an okay NBA player, like depth player, rotation player, eighth man on a team player. He's not. He's not good, and should never be starting for any NBA team that wants to win. Well, you use Yahoo. I'm going to use CBS just for comparison. Um, pulling it up now. Pulling it up now. Looking at my bench. Looking at my bench. We all know CBS is not a reliable source for this. Well, they uh, still, tend to I mean, overweigh three pointers, but they they overweigh three point three pointers. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, they tend to give. That's what my observation of CBS is. Their rankings seem to overvalue made threes they have him at 46 as of right now which means that he was definitely in the in the 30 range when he was in full swing and they have lonzo ball at 68 despite his horrible atrocious shooting percentages like there's no way the guy's not a top 100 player like lonzo ball it's they're they're you go look at espn yahoo go look at other sites like uh, like Rotowire or Basketball Monster to, to get value of a, a true value of a player, and you'll see CBS is, is just wrong. We have Drew Holiday on ESPN. Also, want to stress though, CBS, a delightful partner of the Rotowire corporate system. ESP, ESPN <laughs> has Drew Holiday as a top 20 player so far this year. And he's been that good this year. Or Drew Holiday. Whoops. Yes, wrong exactly. Holiday. Wrong Holiday. <laughs> Uh, I almost made we need that to move mistake, on. Uh, We've had many discussions yeah. about the, the changes in rankings. All that, all that aside, let's get into our Friday DraftKings picks. Justin Holiday is ranked. Oh, sorry. Just go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it's Drew Holiday. I know. I did that twice. That was Frank um, Holiday. Uh, uh, I hate to bring well. it up, but Justin Holiday is $3,900 tonight on DraftKings. He's going up against Shannon's Pistons. Last time out, like I said earlier in the podcast, okay. he only played 17 minutes, but he did rack up 23 DraftKings points. I'm curious at that price point if he does even play uh, five, six more minutes than that. He could get into the 35 DraftKings oh. point range. And for $3,900, Shannon, we know it's a player that can get us some points if he plays enough minutes. Now we know why you're defending Justin Holiday to your death. Justin Holiday has been very solid for fantasy contributors out there this and year. And the only reason why he was a legit fantasy option earlier this season is because he's playing 32 minutes per game. He'll, he'll never it have... It doesn't matter why. He, yeah. No, it does matter because in 17 minutes, that 23 (laughs) fantasy points in 17 minutes, that will never happen again. That will never happen again. Don't take advice from the guy who's saying that Austin Rivers is going to score 60 fantasy points every night. Take advice from me. Target those guys from the Pelicans and the Grizzlies tonight. There's the angry Shannon. Dylan Brooks, Kobe Simmons. Come back after the All-Star break. Mm. 
Dylan Brooks, Kobe <laughs> Simmons, Ben McLemore, they're all cheap. They're all going to get lots of run for Memphis Grizzlies tonight. And then you got the Pelicans. Without Anthony Davis, that means guys like Drew Holiday, uh, Nicola, and, and Rajon Rondo are going to get more run uh, and higher usage. Um, I also like Chris Dunn. Chris Dunn was, uh, fant- has been fantastic uh, against the uh, Pistons, the, the crap Pistons, earlier this year, scoring over 50 fantasy points. Um, last guy I'm, I'm going to mention, Brooke Lopez is starting to catch fire, guys. Brooke Lopez has 35 and 33 fantasy points over his past two. Um, he's averaged 30 minutes of run in those two games, and that, that correlates with uh, Brandon Ingram being out. Um, and then you have Larry Nance out of town now, so there's just more minutes available for him sure. at, this, at this time. And he's playing against Denver, who in, in two, two previous meetings, he's averaged 30 fantasy points despite only seeing 23 minutes in those two outings. So, Brook Lopez. I, I'm, I, this might be the first time I'm recommending Brook Lopez yeah. since like October. The so first, this is great. first of the season. All right, Shannon's riled up. It's a too bad. <laughs> too bad the podcast is almost over. Ken, can you have one more player listed here that we have not discussed? Um, big name player. Who are you going to go with right. tonight it, on DraftKings? We, we already mentioned Durant, Hazonia, and Miritich, but uh, Chris Dunn. Well, I like Shannon Chris did, Dunn. Shannon oh, did mention Dunn. I was talking about Durant. Oh, oh, Durant. Sorry. Oh, Durant. I'm sorry. Durant, we, we mentioned him in mentioned. the news. But Durant, clearly priced by DraftKings before the Curry not making the road trip news, or maybe when there was a report that he was indeed going to make the road trip, but that got reversed. Anyway, so Durant at 8,900, that's just crazy time. That's crazy cheap for Kevin Durant. So, uh, And they've got a tough matchup in Portland, so it's not like they can tank the game. I think Durant's going to – I mean, he's almost like a mandatory play for tonight. I like it. I like it a lot. And we said Hazonia, right? Ken covered that one? Yep. All right. Good. Yep. Yep. Yeah. We, we've covered all those guys. I think we're good to go, fellas. Uh, let's get into the mispronounced names of the podcast slash errors. Um, <laughs> both of you guys missed up on Miritich. You corrected yourself later in the pod, but we got a Nika Lowe from Ken, and we got a Nika Lai from Shannon. It's Nika La Miritich. Fellas, I still uh, like the cough drop. The cough drop. Ad. You guys, you guys have so much fun with it that I don't care how you say it because you just get into it. I'm just happy <laughs> that you guys are so elated to say his name. Uh, Jonathan Isaac is 20, not, ni- not 19. So clock is ticking, Magic. Clock hey, is it's ticking. It's his age 19 season, though. Come I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. Anyway, he still thanks. looks 12. He looks 12. He looks 12. He- He's got the body type of a paper cutter. Um, I love the opener. pictures. Did you see the fantastic picture of the young girl, young African-American girl, admiring the Michelle Obama portrait that was in a, one of the National Gallery? Yes. No. He, he, he looked uh, – Jonathan Isaac has that look on his face. Like he's eight years old and like, ooh, impressive. He's young looking. I got to look at this picture now. Well, that's all the more reason to end this podcast so I can go check that out. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us here on the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast presented by DraftKings. Ken, get us out of here. We're going to leave. Uh, we had some Pelican talk today with a quote from Demarcus Boogie Cousins. Uh, a smiling Cousins was describing one negative about now living and playing so close to his family in Mobile, Alabama. He, of course, playing for the New Orleans Pelicans. He said, it's been good. It's been fun. I see my family more often, but then you've got that family that kind of comes out of the cracks. Your seventh cousin, Bobo. Bobo ain't getting tickets, man. (laughs) Attention, passengers. This three-car fantasy train has hit the end of the line. 
Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.